Chapter 12 of The Inevitable This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading done by Jules Harlock. The Inevitable by Louis Caporus. Translated by Alexander Texiera de Matos. THE INEVITABLE CHAPTER Twelve. One morning, when Cornelie stayed indoors, she went through the books that lay scattered about her room, and she found that it was useless for her to read Ovid in order to study something of Roman manners, some of which had alarmed and shocked her. She found that Dante and Petrarch were too difficult to learn Italian from whereas she had only to pick up a word or two in order to make herself understood in a shop or by the servants. She found Hare's Walks a too wearisome guide. Besides, every cobblestone in Rome did not inspire her with the same interest that Hare evidently derived from it. Then she confessed to herself that she could never see Italy and Rome as Duco van der Stolp did. She never saw the light of the skies or the drifting of the clouds as he had seen them in his unfinished watercolor sketches. She had never seen the ruins transfigured in glory as he did in his hours of dreaming on the Palatine or in the Forum. She saw a picture merely with a layman's eye. A Byzantine Madonna made no appeal to her. She was very fond of statues, but to fall head over heels in love with a mutilated marble tarso, in the spirit in which he loved the eros, seemed to her sickly. And yet it seemed to be the right spirit in which to see the eros. Well, not sickly, she admitted, but morbid, the word, though she herself smiled at it, expressed her opinion better not sickly but morbid and she looked upon an olive as a tree rather like a willow whereas duco had told her that an olive was the most beautiful tree in the world she did not agree with him either about the olive or about the arrows and yet she felt that he was right from a certain mysterious standpoint on which there was no room for her because it was like a mystic eminence amid impassable sensitive spheres which were not hers even as the eminence was to her an unknown vantage point of sensitiveness and vision she did not agree with him and yet she was convinced of his greater rightness his truer view his nobler insight his deeper feeling and she was certain that her way of seeing Italy, in the disappointment of her disillusion, in the grey light of a growing indifference, was neither noble nor good. And she knew that the beauty of Italy escaped her, whereas to him it was like a tangible and comprehensible vision. And she cleared away Ovid and Petrarch and Hare's guidebook and locked them up in her trunk, and took out the novels and pamphlets which had appeared that year about the woman movement in Holland. 
she took an interest in the problem and thought it made her more modern than duco who suddenly seemed to her to belong to a bygone age not modern not modern she repeated the words with enjoyment and suddenly felt herself stronger to be modern that should be her strength one phrase of duco's had struck her immensely that exclamation oh if we could only find a name our life has a line a path which it must follow to be modern was that not a line to find the solution of a modern problem was that not a name in life he was quite right from his point of view from which he saw italy but was not the whole of italy a past a dream at least that italy which duco saw a dreamy paradise of nothing but art it could not be right to stand like that see like that a dream like that the present was here on the grey horizon muttered an approaching storm and the latter-day problems flashed like lightning was that not what she had to live for she felt for the woman she felt for the girl she herself had been the girl brought up only as a social ornament to shine to be pretty and attractive and then of course to get married she had shone and she had married and now she was three and twenty divorced from the husband who at one time had been her only aim and for her sake the aim of her parents now she was alone astray desperate and utterly disconsolate she had nothing to cling to and she suffered she still loved him cad and scoundrel though he was and she had thought that she was doing something very clever when she went abroad to italy to study art but she did not understand art she did not feel italy oh how clearly she saw it after those talks with duco that she would never understand art even though she used to sketch a bit even though she used to have a biscuit group after canova in her boudoir cupid and psyche so nice for a young girl and with what certain she now knew that she would never grasp italy because she did not think an olive tree so very beautiful and had never seen the sky of the campagna as a fluttering phoenix wing no italy would never be the consolation of her life but what then she had been through much but she was alive and very young and once again at the sight of these pamphlets at the sight of that novel the desire arose in her soul to be modern to be modern and to take part in the problem of to-day to live for the future to live for her fellow-woman married or unmarried she dared not look down into herself lest she should waver to live for the future it separated her a little more from duco that new ideal did she mind was she in love with him no she thought not she had been in love with her husband and did not want to fall in love at once with the first agreeable young man whom she chanced to meet in rome and she read the pamphlets about the feminine problem and love then she thought of her husband then of duco and wearily she dropped the pamphlets and reflected how sad it all was people women girls 
she a woman a young woman an aimless woman how sad her life was and duco he was happy and yet he was seeking the line of his life yet he was looking out for his aim a new restlessness had entered into him and she wept a little and anxiously twisted herself on her cushions and clasped her hands and prayed unconsciously without knowing to whom she was praying oh god tell me what to do End of chapter 12